Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. Listen, I know if I don't get eight hours of sleep, I can't do busted open in the morning. So I need my eight hours. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the pod by eight sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. That's a lot. 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjust the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time. It's a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world or host busted open. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash busted. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash busted. 8sleep.com slash busted. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about Eric Bischoff being out, not only of SmackDown on Fridays on Fox, but also the WWE. In comes Bruce Pritchard to SmackDown. What does this mean for the WWE? What does this mean for SmackDown on Fridays? We break it down with Tommy Dreamer on today's episode. Speaking of Tommy Dreamer, we have to get his thoughts on what happened with Seth Rollins and The Fiend. You heard me ranting and raving about Seth Rollins' promo, but we get what Tommy thinks of what's going on between the WWE Universal Champion and The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. And if you thought Tommy was crazy before, you're going to think he's really crazy now. If you follow him at The Tommy Dreamer, he found that he had a banana for the first time ever in his life. We go over every single food that this man has not eaten, and I'm guaranteeing you right now it's going to be a big surprise. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Some rough news to start, Tommy. It broke about an hour after we signed off on yesterday's show, and that is Eric Bischoff now gone from SmackDown and gone from the WWE. Completely 
wish the best. I was he even wished the best of luck in future endeavors, or just he was just like, what was their official press release? Did they have one, Alex? They did. They they did have a press release because Bruce Pritchard is taking his place on SmackDown, but they didn't do the normal on WWE.com. You know, good luck in your future endeavors. They actually had a statement, mostly about Pritchard, but obviously. A nod to Eric Bischoff. Don't even well. care about his future. Well, He's yes. Like, See so, you later. So in the press release, they actually said uh, Bruce Pritchard taking over for Eric Bischoff as executive director of SmackDown, and the guy, you know, like the Ryan Satins and all those guys, they had to reach back out to the WWE and ask for confirmation. So, hey, is Eric still with the company, or has he been reassigned? And then they res- they responded with another press release saying Eric Bischoff is no longer with the company, which is crazy because. He just got hired by the WWE, back to the WWE in June. And I listened to his podcast that he does with Conrad and 83 Weeks. And I really don't think he moved to Connecticut until probably near the end of the summer. So he really hasn't been with the company that long. And now he's gone. Now, this is all just me. Listen, this isn't... um, this isn't any facts. I don't have any inside information because I'm just a fan and a host of this show. But I would have to think, Tommy, this has something to do with the fact that in a week span they lost a million viewers for SmackDown. Listen, this isn't your normal pro wrestling show. This is now network TV, prime time. I'm sure a network like Fox is majorly concerned when one of their shows on network TV on prime time loses a million viewers from one week to the next. Right, but that would never be Eric Bischoff's fault. But if he's the head of creative, he has to take that bullet, if that is a chance. I'm sure, you know, in today's day and age, and I'm sure Eric, when the time is right, will talk about it. You know, a lot of times in WWE contracts, they do have... Uh, where you can't speak of your firing after a certain days mm-hmm. or all that stuff, but it'll it'll eventually come out. And uh, you know, I'm sure. Listen, man, Eric Bischoff is a, is a talented person, and he will land on his feet, no matter what he does. Uh, that is, it happens. It happens on television shows. Television shows will have uh, a really good premiere or like a debut, mm-hmm. and then if the very next week it fails, they've they've canceled. Uh, television shows. Yes, absolutely. I don't think they're going to do that with WWE because of like, you know, but I mean with the contracts and, and there was also, man, if there's ratings been promised, because that sometimes happens with uh, television deals, every deal is different and I'm sure it'll come out in the wash and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate for Eric Bischoff, but, you know, you also have to have, sometimes you set up your, uh, what was it, the guy your the guy who shot Joe Ruby? No. The guy who you shot need, you. Yeah, you, you, you need, need your patsies. Yeah, you need a patsy. So that it, could also be the the case too. It, it, you hey, need your scapegoat. Yeah. And Eric Bischoff may be that. Now listen, again, this is just speculation. This is not fact by any stretch of the imagination. There could be something else in play that we do not know about. But just judging what I've seen from primetime TV network shows, when there's a million like viewer drop from one week to the next, that's going to turn heads. And like you said, this is a brand new deal for Fox. So week one, they were very happy with the ratings, but they could not have been happy with the ratings from this past Friday night. So, hey, you know what? You can't cancel the show. There's a deal in place, but I'm sure they probably demanded a change. And they decided that change had to come from Eric Bischoff and moving Bruce Pritchard over into that role on Friday Night SmackDown. 
I, it, it's surprising that they didn't wish Eric the best of luck in his future endeavors, and also that they said uh, Bruce Pritchard is taking over. I wonder if he's walking into the office today, like with the NWO music, like bow, 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 bow. I'm taking over SmackDown. That's what I would do if they announced Tommy Dreamer's taking over SmackDown, and I would do like the Vince strut. I'm taking over SmackDown. SmackDown's gonna be awesome because Tommy Dreamer's booking. In all honesty, you and I were kind of goofing and going spitballing about what we would thought we would see for the draft night number one on SmackDown. And I mentioned how, hey, it would be pretty cool if they had a war room. That would be awesome, you know, because it would look like the NFL draft. And you chimed in about Cletus. Yeah, they'll have Cletus the making robot. a pick. And then there you, as a goof. And then there you go. We watch the show, and there's Cletus making a pick. Cletus made some good picks. He's I, a robot. He has that mind. <laughs> he knows he can't make errors. Come on. <laughs> You're nuts. By the way, why? I'm telling you the truth. He was there. He was making picks. He was like, I pick Brock Lesnar. Next, I want Sasha Banks. Computer, who should we pick next? I think it should be Alexa Bliss. I think uh, Fox out uh, picked. The USA executives. Well, yeah. Did you see the USA executives on uh, on on Friday and Monday? Mutants, okay. <laughs> Mutants picking for USA. They should have. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, there was some. We talk about trades. Yep. And uh, you know, it was yesterday was a crazy day, man. If you think about, it, it was supposed to be an off day for professional wrestling. Yes. But we had Eric Bischoff, Bruce Prichard. We have uh, the debut of a new WWE show. And also the power. Uh, NWA power. NWA 605. Power. Yep. Which was fantastic again. Oh, I loved it. Quickly it becoming, the, to, to me, the best show on TV. I, I, like I said, I said last week, I texted Bully during the show, the debut episode last week. I texted Bully that this is the greatest wrestling show I've seen in 33 years. Really? Yeah. I'm so glad. But I was that. drunk at the like not drunk like like that I was drinking alcohol. I was just drunk from the nostalgia and the NWA being back. I mean, that meant so much to me. But it really was a great show last week. And they followed they didn't do they didn't do a WWE. They followed up with a great second episode last night. Well, when you're talking about WWE and how can you say and this you know falls into like Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff how could you say it's somebody's fault when you have such it's your debut and it's such a star-studded yes I know episode I mean when they brought back The Rock it's like done and if you think about they bring back The Rock and you have all these other people who could have been awesome surprises and they were literally just like Trish Stratus and, and Lita just sitting in the crowd where as opposed to doing something in the ring with the with the other women, uh, when you have the Rock there, it's going to trump any anything that you could possibly do. So how could you not think that so many people were going to tune? Plus the advertising, man, the advertising was everybody knew from every football game, everything that Fox was having a brand new show. That kind of trickled off the second week. And I, I, and you expect that, but still a million viewers, Tommy, is a lot. And and I feel bad for Eric Bischoff. We all know Eric Bischoff. He's a friend of the show. I'm, from everything that I've seen and any interaction I've had with him, I think he's a, a, a gentleman and a great guy, and he's always been very good to us with his time. 
But you have to look at it just on a personal level. Eric Bischoff moved to Connecticut with his wife, relocated for this job. He just got hired in June. He's literally been with the company a couple of months and gets fired. I mean, there has to be more than just a drop-off from week one to week two. Because like you said, that's not fair. It's, 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 a, it's a huge amount of people, but that's not fair to blame that on one person. There has to be other things in play. And if it's not, then shame on the WWE. Because that's just not fair for somebody who took this job, relocated his family over to Connecticut, and only be there for a couple of months. Well, I mean, I know the WWE, they will pay for your relocation. They will. He, you take your time. I don't know if he actually sold his house in Wyoming, uh, and I'm sure he was making a boatload of money and probably has a very nice compensation package, unless he, you know, did something wrong. Uh, there, there's two sides to the story, and we're only getting one side of it, and it's just an official statement. So there's no, uh, just like in the NFL, baseball, why a person is let go. They, yeah. it comes out in the wash later, and that's what it will happen. Is it a big Change for SmackDown, I don't know the direction. Uh, I I like the show. I enjoyed the first episode. I thought it was some very, very good wrestling. But it, it was the first debut show. Uh, and I also don't, you don't know who has the most amount of input. Bottom line, it's always going to be Vince. Vince can never get fired. Um, and if he has handed over the reins to his creative department and, hey, you're in charge, then if you're not happy with that, then you're the one who's going to take the fall. That's the job. So you, you, I don't feel bad for every. No one's entitled to a job. Do I think you know? Hey, if you lose a million viewers, let's try to get them back. There, it was a. That's a no-win situation if that's the case. You know, SmackDown, the whole week, wrestling has been delivering very, very good wrestling shows. They really mm-hmm. have, and. I never go by ratings, but you know, me and Jericho were talking about it, but sadly everybody else does. You can't they're giving quality wrestling across the board from mm-hmm. from Monday Night Raw to uh AEW, NXT, SmackDown. SmackDown could never recoup that. I will say that it's it's nobody's fault that that happens, but network execu- executives will just look at a number and be like, eh, if that's the case. But I, I think there's probably more to this story. Well, How did they bring back Bruce Pritchard? That's well, a whole other story. And we're going to get to that because, as you probably know, network executives are reactionary. Network executives, I'm sure, just look at the bottom line. They don't look at all the intricate things that go on, especially with a pro wrestling company, because they're not looking at it as a pro wrestling company. They're looking at it as a TV show. You know, if 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 the NFL ratings drop, they probably would blame the game that was scheduled and make sure that those types of games aren't scheduled anymore. When you're dealing with something like this, it's a completely different story. And we just hope that everything works out well for Eric Bischoff and that this is for the best for him. Personally, but you just said it, Bruce Pritchard, because that's who's replacing Eric Bischoff for Friday Night SmackDown. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. I know when I send out my Dave LaGreca guy or Dave LaGreca girl shirts, my fans need them right away. So I always use ShipStation.com. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. 
no matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, busted open listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BUSTED. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BUSTED. That's ShipStation.com, then enter offer code BUSTED. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Well, I know why they uh, hired Bruce Pritchard. Because, you know, these networks, they do a lot of research, they do a lot of stuff, and they said, man, we need somebody we love. And then Bruce Pritchard, they're like, I love you. I'm like, you're hired. Oh, yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> well, and they're probably like, we need somebody with at least 39 years experience. And they were like, well, guess what? I have somebody with 40 years experience. That would be Bruce Pritchard. Okay, you're hired. Perfect. <laughs> but again, that's going to be, you know, Bruce, listen, man, Bruce knows... His role, Bruce is a creative guy. I've worked with Bruce uh, a bunch of different times. Uh, he's been in the business his entire life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he will uh, do what he can. I enjoyed uh, what Booker T said on their WWE backstage about uh, Bruce Pitchard. He said he knows how to push all the right buttons and will apologize for it later. Hey, you know what? That That's probably a smart formula for success as well. Apologize later. Um, Bruce Pritchard, and, and listen, I don't get into ages and, you know, I don't. I try not to look at those numbers. But I think in this current climate, you have to look at that a little bit because a lot of people complain about the age of Vince McMahon and is he out of touch with the current wrestling fan? Bruce Pritchard's in his, you know, mid to late 50s right now. I'm going to guess he's probably about 55, 56. Is... That does that factor in at all? I get the experience. I understand everything that he's somebody who's been there, done that. But when you have a little bit of competition with AEW and other wrestling organizations as well, younger audience, it's evolving. This is a new fan base that's falling in love with pro wrestling. Would you want somebody that's a bit younger in that position? Well, that also comes with experience. If you, let's say, and you know I always do sports analogies. The Mets just got rid of their first-time manager, uh, Mickey Calloway. And what is everyone saying? We need experience. So that doesn't help with, you know, the whole new way of doing baseball, but then with analytics and all that stuff. You look at the success of AEW. They have a much younger uh, creative team. What makes me young will be my daughters. And you but you also have to listen to what your kids are, what's cool with them. And it's also it's literally listening to your audience. And if I feel, like I said, WWE, AEW, 
uh, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor. Everyone has been putting on good wrestling. It's just trying to get people to, what are we going to watch? You loved the NWA Power. Why? Because it took you back uh, in an old school feel to it. And yes, they had some good wrestling with it. For me, the best part about NWA Power is Billy and David told you exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a throwback, but with a newer feel with newer talents. And they're not like saying, hey, we're going to be the next WWE. We're not taking over. They went and did that. They told you exactly how it's going to be. You know, you can't fall. I help out in Impact Wrestling. I help out sometimes in AEW Wrestling. And it's there's such different dichotomy against the the the, the bookers there mm-hmm. and and the writing team and you know you have Tony Khan who's 35 years old and successful at pretty much everything he's doing I mean literally yesterday he makes a trade they're having production meetings and you know he'll probably fly to Manchester or wherever his soccer team is he's got a game on Sunday the guy's all over the place so you have these i feel experienced but there's also you got to listen to Listen to the smart people around you, and I hate. I would fire every yes person that I ever have. I hate those people. Don't just yes me, help me. That was what the beauty of ECW was, and I think that's why also ECW always held the test of time because we were able to talk to our boss and say, "Well, what if we did it this way?" And if our boss thought it was correct, he would he would let us get that gun, and if we killed ourselves. Hey, I gave you the opportunity. You you didn't do it. You 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 killed yourself. But yeah. you know what? If you didn't, hey, you didn't. You don't have to take that bullet. Well, you know, we always kind of relate things back to other sports. And in the world of the NFL, my favorite team's the Dallas Cowboys. What's the perception of the Cowboys? Jerry Jones is kind of like in that Vince McMahon role. Jerry Jones, you know, he hires the staff around him, but. He's the one that's really at the basis and the foundation that's making the decisions. And a lot of people look at the head coach like Jason Garrett like he's just a puppet for Jerry Jones. Now, whether that's the truth or not, I don't know, but that's the perception that we see because look at history. You had somebody like Jimmy Johnson won back-to-back Super Super Bowls and then was fired. And then Barry Switzer comes in who had a lot of experience but hadn't coached for five years. And he was just a puppet. And look at what's happened. You know, since that first and second year of Barry Switzer's regime, they've completely fallen off the cliff and they haven't been able to get back up there and they haven't been to a Super Bowl since the mid-90s. When you look at the WWE, a lot of times they look at the success of the WWE. It goes back. Everybody, What does everybody talk about when they, when they call into the show? What does everybody want? They want the Attitude Era back. Well, that's, you know, almost 20 years ago now. Now you're starting to see things get built up again. A new audience, it's evolved. You look at AEW, younger audience, younger creative. Should the WWE counter that with people that are executives? But, I mean, listen, still have the experience. And I'm not saying this is true because I have the utmost respect for Eric Bischoff and Bruce Prichard. But a lot of people probably look at Bruce Prichard coming into this and they're like, this is a guy that's in his mid fifties. You know, he's you know over forty years experience. That's great. That's fantastic. But at the same time, we've heard this name before. You know, it's the it's the it's the the good boys club, so to speak. We've seen this. We've done that. We've been there. There's probably reasons why he was in that position and was taken out of that position. Do you have to shake things up, especially? 
Tommy, when you're on Fox prime time, you're hoping to get a younger audience to tune into that show. You want to kind of be a little hip. Do they make, is this the right avenue to go down? Man, it, you you bring such a, a great point, and, and I go to I go to real sports too. Like you said, guess what? The Dallas Cowboys will never fire Jerry Jones. Never. They will have. I feel they have. They're on the way, but to greatness that they had with all like their players. They're kind of build. Vince McMahon. Note what I'm trying to get to. Like the Dallas Cowboys they had a great running back, a great quarterback, a great wide receiver and a decent defense. They kind of built that back up today. Vince McMahon will always stick to his guns because that's been his success. But how do you tell Vince McMahon he's doing something wrong when he received a billion dollars for WWE programming Mm -hmm. and he got a billion dollars for the Saudi show? And you know what? The Saudi show on paper looks really, really good. It's bigger than a WrestleMania on paper. It has a lot of cross mainstream media, but why is that happening? Because the Sheik guy, not the Iron Sheik or the original Sheik, I don't know the Sheik, the president, whoever, the one who gave him all that money, he's the one who's like, hey, I want this boxer. Hey, I want this. And they're like, okay, you got it. They're just yesing that guy and giving him what he wants because guess what? He's got more money than Vince, which is which is like amazing. But that guy's really calling the shots. So is Vince McMahon going to be the patsy for no? Is Vince McMahon going to be the patsy for the the Saudi prince? No. But that's what the Saudi prince guy wants. He wants the boxer. He wants wants that crossover people because he likes those people. That's true. And I know it's about the bottom line and the dollar signs, though that can change over time. Like, hey, man, you lose a million viewers. I'm sure Fox is not happy right now with the WWE after losing a million viewers. Because they probably don't look at it the same way. Hey, we know there's going to be a big response week one. They're probably hoping that with a, with a hit show. Let me ask you this, Tommy. With a hit show, does a hit show lose viewers or do they gain viewers? Hmm. A hit show gains viewers. Yes. It doesn't lose viewers. Okay, but so then right now certain- they're probably looking at the WWE and it's not a hit show because they just lost a million viewers. I, I was listening to you the other day with, with Bully and you were talking about the little things. And there are little things. I was a big fan of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. People, the the one season where they 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 left you on a cliffhanger was like someone's going to die next season. They open up, they brutally murder the one guy, Glenn. and then they topped it off. They killed the other guy too, yeah. and it was so brutal. People got turned off to the show. It was a bad management decision to kill those people just like that, and their ratings dropped. Did the show go off the air? No, but a lot of people tuned off. Um, that's sometimes the same as wrestling. You know, the hell in a cell. People were so pissed. But it's kind of at times cool to hate the WWE on social media. It's uh, Hurricane tweeted something. uh, They're calling Shorty Gable. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, you're making fun of him. You're you're shaming him. Uh, I'm sure he's okay with the name Shorty Gable. And even Stephanie was like, he embraced the name because he's making himself uh, the underdog. But... The attitude era. Do you know the things? Do you do you see the things that they used to do in the attitude era? That could never happen on television today because if they did that, if they choppy choppy someone's pee 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 pee, you would say they're making fun of. <laughs> no, they would say they're making fun of Asians. They're saying they're they said pee pee on the thing. They uh they're making fun of circumcision. You know how many. 
friggin' arguments there are being today. I know. It's you can't have that. I know you can't have the attitude. I'm just saying that everybody brings up another era when it comes to the WWE. That's not the case right now with every other wrestling organization because it's evolving in a lot of ways. The WWE as a business is evolving. There's no doubt, but I'm I'm only judging it from the programming that I see from week to week. Hey, if you look at the WWE, man, they're going in a different direction. They're they're going in more of a sports feel, right, well, especially on Fox. Well, if that's the case, they certainly did do that this past Friday. But that's what they're they're trying to get at. If we're you know you're a football guy, if hey we got a new coach, our old you know the Giants, the Giants were always defense and running. If they started to go, we're going to go to West Coast offense and just pass, pass, pass. It's it's going to take some time to make the players and the the fans happy. So what I'm trying to get to is it, there's going to be change. They are making changes. You look at the whole draft. What do we go? We didn't go to our, our three-people booth of Jerry Lawler, Vic Joseph, and I don't remember the other guy's name. Uh, uh, Dion Madden. Dion, sorry. Dio. Dio, Dio Madden. Dio sorry. Madden. I can remember that now. Jimmy Dio, Ronnie James Dio. That's and, right, and John Madden. Uh, and John Madden. Um, but what do we go? We didn't go to the booth. We went to a four-booth uh analysis of these picks from former players that's that's not normal wwe True. that's normal sports and if you look at how many you could tune on uh any table any table any television show you're going to see a bunch of people sitting around a table what are they doing they're talking about sports that's our society listen to podcasts I have the number one podcast in all the world. Well, that's because I'm the guest this week. Absolutely. House of Hardcore. But people are sitting in the, just like this show. People are sitting listening to two guys talk about wrestling, and they're calling in. I'm sorry we can't get to the phones right now because they're so jammed up, but we will. And, what kind of jam? Grape? Yes. But what I'm trying to say is people just like to talk and listen to other people talk about stuff. But and the, that's, and that's, that's why, WWE. and listen, don't get me started. That's why that what we saw on Friday and Monday was a missed opportunity because you're right. They could have been. They could have done it in a credible way. The fantasy football is really huge. They could have had like a room stacked with experts and executives talking about what who they should pick next. They didn't do that. They chose to make it cheesy and corny because in a lot of ways that's the WWE avenues to make it cheesy and corny. And I think fans are tired of cheesy and corny. Well, if you look at WWE backstage, which we will get into, that was yeah. probably one of the most realistic shows to ever be on. True, WWE and it's now. at eleven. It's going to be on at eleven o'clock on FS1. Not on USA on prime time. And if but if it changes because they don't like some of the things that were said, hey, trust me, that'll be if the show is on FSF one and no one's paying attention to it. I, listen, there's a match on Velocity, Crash Holly because he was like nobody cares about this show, nobody watches this show. Crash Holly did his ent- his exit as his entrance and his exit as his uh entrance he came to the ring backwards and all dejected like he got beat up he rolled under the bottom rope and got pinned for three seconds that was his entrance to his thing and when he won he lost his match he did his actual entrance and he used to do the climb up the thing went down and then like uh the top rope and then he like after losing like walked backwards up the ramp and like welcomed everybody to his match and he did that to prove that no one watched that show. And everyone started talking about it. So it got word that he did that, and then he got in trouble for it. 
But if no one would have stooged that off, it was like an inside thing. Stevie Richards, myself, and Al Snow booked Sunday Night Heat for about two to three months. You know why? Because no one cared about it. But if other shows start getting traction or getting steam or if something is said, like was said on WWE Backstage about uh, certain things, if it gets a lot of attention, they will change that. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. What did you think of uh, Seth and The Fiend on Monday night? Man, I don't know if anyone remembers. Back in the day, the uh, it was, remember before wrestling or after wrestling, they used to have those horror films, and there was the little... Um, Chiller Theater. And there was the girl in the spider web, and she was shrunk, and the tarantula yeah, was the coming. Fly. And she was like, help me, <laughs> help me. When they were killed, they did. You think uh, they burned to death? Do we see murder of stuffed animals on Monday Night Raw? Should my stuffed animal feel? Should we get offended for this? Those things that were they were part of it. Puppets. Are you looking to me for a ruling on this? Is yes. that why you're looking at me? You're um, a young, skinny jean millennial. <laughs> my yeah. jeans fit very comfortably. But um, I would say that Alex is the millennial of this. Of well, the by show. definition, I'm by under definition. 35. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with murdering a puppet. Okay, so we lit it on fire. I uh, <laughs> wasn't happy with, should Pyros be upset about this? Should we not talk? Should Pyromaniacs be upset yes. that Seth Rollins t- lit something on fire? I don't know. We have to be very politically correct. I think a Pyromaniac world. actually would be thrilled with Seth yeah, Rollins he'd that be he very lit something happy. on fire. All right, well, anyway, anytime fire has been involved in WWE, I have hated every single time. I hated when Jim Ross got lit on fire, and you could tell it was a stunt double, and he was just laying there, and he was going, ah, <laughs> ah, it was horrible, hated it. When uh. Shane McMahon got thrown in the dumpster by Kane and on fire, and then he comes back the next day, I get you're burning down. That's a fun little segment. We're never going to see this fun house, or he's got to get a new one built. Is he a carpenter? What are things? I don't think after that little physicality, it did much to further the storyline. Wasn't a fan of it. I understand why it happens. Just really wasn't a fan of like it. And to me, you're you're in house. The people who were sitting there watching it now they're watching it like they're watching a television show of their top stars, uh, just kind of fighting off to the. And this is now the second time that Bray Wyatt's house has been burnt down because during the feud leading up to WrestleMania, Randy Orton burned down Bray Wyatt's house. And now the Firefly Funhouse has been burnt down. So I think Bray Wyatt has a good claim for something against with HR against. uh, Or he should have good uh, insurance because he's not going to be able to get insurance on his next house because he said (laughs) there is going to be some arson. How do you explain that to your <laughs> to your elders? Like, well, I guess you could say that both times it wasn't a fault of the occupant. Somebody actually burnt it down. Uh, not a fan of it. I, I would have loved to see. I mean, for me, uh, and when we're talking about fire, I have been on fire. Good old Bully Ray put me on through yeah. flaming tables many times. When you're going to do with fire, I like to have it. With in front of the audience, not kind of like behind the scenes and all stuff. That just kind of feels flat. 
to me. My yeah, opinion. and and I thought and and actually Seth was getting booed if you listen to the crowd at the end of that show because I think people actually like the character the fiend and they they like Bray Wyatt right now. I don't know if you heard yesterday's show, but I had a big rant on Seth Rollins and his promo because you know after having the mandible claw and bleeding out your mouth and then trying to be put into hell. He's another person that comes out to do a promo, big smiles, and says how much he loves being in Denver and how he's in a great mood because it's the first, you know, it's the it's the draft, and he's all happy because it's the draft. You know, there that's where there's the disconnect here with the WWE right now, especially in this storyline. And on top of that, I mean, S- Stephanie McMahon said now these rosters are exclusive when it comes to Raw and SmackDown. Well. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Seth Rollins are in different brands, but yet they're having a match at Crown Jewel. So there's a lot of inconsistencies right now with Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. If you continue giving inconsistencies with storylines or flat finishes or horrible finishes like Hell in a Cell, people will stop tuning in. And that's where, like, this is gold. This is where I'm upset. And I'm, I'm going to put the Seth Rollins thing aside because you can listen to yesterday's show on demand to hear my rant. And I believe it's available on the podcast as well. So you can listen to my rant when it comes to Seth Rollins' promo. But you would have to agree the coolest thing, the thing that's most buzzworthy about the WWE right now is the Fiend Bray Wyatt. So when you have something that's clicking and something that's hitting on all cylinders, you want to protect that. But what happened? They had a dud at Hell in a Cell. They had something that was a little iffy when it came to SmackDown on Friday night. And I think a big dud on Monday night. And then you have, again, a match at Crown Jewel where Stephanie McMahon said these these rosters are exclusive, yet they're on two separate brands and they're having a match on October 31st. Like, the WWE's got to be very, very careful. When they have something that like this, they got to kind of be, they have to be a little weary about where they go next. And it doesn't seem like they're putting a lot of thought into what's happening. Now, listen, this is just the beginning stages. And maybe they have something big planned for Crown Jewel. But, man, they got to be careful when it comes to the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Well, you know what? I didn't even realize that, but it's these inconsistencies. You. Or billet. It's the last time you're going to be see these guys fight until the next draft. But you can't have Stephanie McMahon come out and say these rosters are exclusive, and then have the crown jewel and have two people on separate brands wrestling each other. That I, makes no sense to me. I agree, but that's why I'm trying to say you can't have these inconsistencies. If you remember boxing, boxing in the '90s or 2000s well, that was very it was awesome it was it was water cool talk everyone was talking about it. and what did they do they killed their own credibility with crappy decisions and mm-hmm. crappy matches uh baseball what is everyone complaining about the strike zone because the umpires are making these calls where, and then they're showing them, well look that was a strike well look at look at the NFL and then right now I was going to get to the NFL this there's a definite officiating bro- problem with the NFL. They need to make these changes or else they're going to lose and they're going to lose in the ratings. They're going to lose all about. WWE can't afford to put themselves in that situation when they're it's not real sports and if you're going to go more real sports based, then cool, it has to be a strict for a strictler for detail. Yeah. Which you have to be because number 1 wrestling fans, we remember this or like 
with football, the big thing, what is now a penalty where they show a guy and they're saying he grabbed his face and you clearly see he grabbed his pads? Well, that shouldn't have been a penalty. They shouldn't have won. We had the big hoopla last year with the Saints game with the pass interference no call, and it turns people off, and you can't afford to get turned people off. Here's the thing. Uh, Because you control this entire environment. Yes. 25 years ago, you never heard... Once in a blue moon. But you never really heard fans bitching about the officiating. That didn't really happen. Correct. Why? Because they didn't have the instant replay. Like, they had instant replay, but it's not like it is today with the high definition and getting in really close. So when you have those things in play, you have to be very careful because now the fans are going to find those inconsistencies. It's the same thing now with the WWE. People are hardcore fans. They watch. They listen to shows like ours that analyze it. There's the dirt sheets. There's social media. So you you can't do things like you did 25 years ago, 30 years ago, because the plane is completely different. Different game out there, Tommy. So you have to be careful. And when you have something that is actually cool, like The Fiend, you have to be careful. Now, listen, at the end of the day, this story might turn out great. You know, there's a lot of people tweeting me about where this story could go. Hey, Seth, you know, found the Firefly Funhouse because this is all in his head. Well, maybe that could be cool, but it's not playing off like it's good right now. I don't know. But if they're now on separate brands, that feud should be over because they can't fight. But they're probably going to continue it. Why? Because what they did at Hell in the Cell was a dud. But like you said, they should explain, hey, we know that The Fiend's on one brand and Seth Rollins is on the other brand, so this is the last time ever you're going to see Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins go head-to-head. Or if you want to continue this story, then why not have The Fiend drafted to Monday Night Raw? So then you won't have this problem to begin with. You can't say this is the Super Bowl and you're going to have the Patriots versus the Rams if they make it all the way, and then all of a sudden they say, you know what, let's not put the Patriots in there because we saw that last year. Uh, Let's put another team in there. Or you can't say um, this is the – you can't have the Patriots face the Jets in the Super Bowl. Why? Different different brands. Different different, uh, Different conferences. conferences. So – don't lie to us, damn it. Or, you know what? Do the real smart thing and not have the fiend Bray Wyatt drafted to a brand. Have him ineligible. I didn't because, think of that one. Like, I mean, there's other wrestlers that are ineligible. Make him ineligible. It's an easy, it's an easy explanation. The guy's a homicidal maniac for crying out loud. You can't control him. He can't be drafted to one brand or the other. Because you know what? You're gonna find him on every single show. What if Bray Wyatt? is drafted on Raw, but The Fiend is on SmackDown. <laughs> all, these, yeah. all these loopholes we're kind of joking about, but you can't But you they can't make sense. That. But the, you know what? Our, our things that were... That's one way you can go instead of the way that they did go, which I think was the wrong way. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Can we talk about this food issue with Tommy? I'd rather not. I'm not going to do your stupid little bit. Listen, just like you say, everything is wrestling, everything is a bit. Well, okay. What do you want to talk about? I want to know more things that you've never eaten. All right. All right. So, really quick. So, so the the nation knows. So, the nation knows. Can you go over. I put a tweet out there. I was in Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro, North Carolina. Sunday. And. 
I, for the first time in my life, I will be 49 in February, I ate my first ever banana. Banana. I was very, very hungry. I was waiting to check into my hotel room. They would not let me check in. I was very tired. And they had bananas Bananas. and peanut butter. So I took peanut butter, put it on banana, sliced it up, and I ate it. Now, I would like to preface this with... I have protein shakes, but I and I have a banana in my protein shakes, uh, at least two a day. But I've never peeled a banana and ate it. I always didn't want it like this kind of like it consistency. Look, look yeah. like if someone just spit a loogie in my mouth, didn't want it. Um, and so I ate my first banana, and I tweeted about it, and it kind of went out there. Uh, I also said when I was thirty, I ate my first ever apple. So. <laughs> What is wrong? 30? I mean, because I just I've remember- had applesauce, but like I'd never just bit into an apple. I just remember like when I was in like first grade, my mom would pack my lunch and it would always be an apple. Okay. Well, my mom didn't. She gave me devil dogs. They were better. <laughs> I was kind of a heavy set kid. Then I never had coffee till I was 40. And I'm kind of pissed at myself that I never had a banana. I should have waited till I was 50. Banana. So like every 10 years, I'll try like a new thing. And then I've also like, because- that tweet really went nuts. Yes. And then I started thinking of other foods I haven't had. And like my biggest thing, which this tweet didn't get that big, I've never had a Big Mac or a Whopper. All right, let me, let me write this down. So you've never had a Big Mac or Whopper. And I won't. I am not. don't want it. He also tweeted that he's never eaten an apricot, a pear, a plum, or a kiwi. It's interesting. I have uh, drank human blood and I've eaten flesh. <laughs> Wait. And I've eaten live animals sometimes. So you're a zombie. Wait, you're you're basically a zombie. I've ate. I ate if you've live, eaten human flesh, I've bit and, into somebody and I ate their like I swallowed their flesh and I drank blood a bunch of times. Who did In, you bite and eat? Raven. <laughs> I bit his flesh open and like I got a piece and I was like, eh, I'll just swallow it. I was wrestling. <laughs> it goes down the same way. It comes goes out the other I've way. Bit, I've eaten my own flesh sometimes. Like you bit, like you bite your cuticles, oh, yeah, yeah. and then like you go to spit it, and like it doesn't happen. Like it sticks to your tongue, and then you're like, I just ate myself. <laughs> that never happened to anybody. But that's not really flesh. Oh, oh really? That's not <laughs> flesh. What is it? Your cuticle. Yeah, it's that's still flesh. A piece of your flesh. You're like, that, that makes you. That's cannibalism. I've You're drank, eating yourself. I've drank a lot of human blood during wrestling. I used to do like you're one, vampire. two, three, four bite the person's head and then spit up their blood well i couldn't get aids or hepatitis i was hardcore i could fight them both both i used to do that every night human blood tastes good it's like plasma ish all right so makes the, me strong the exercise the exercise i would like to do here if it's okay dave is <clears> i would like to find out if there's any other things that tommy can think of that he's never tried that are more common than say an apricot like well, nobody's eating apricots every day Kiwis. But pears. Yeah, I mean, pears. You know, pears. Plums. I think most people Blah. have had plums. Big Macs and Whoppers. I mean, everybody's had Big Macs and Whoppers. At least once. I haven't. Yeah. I've never bit into a pickle. You've never bit into a pickle? No. Like, I don't think I like, like, pickle juice, like, looks disgusting. And uh, also looks like, looks like a giant turd or like a weird penis. Like I don't never... want that in my mouth. <laughs> oh, what? Never it's had green. a penis that... in my mouth either. Yeah, so I know, do I, do it... I got to do that as a bit too? <laughs> no. I know I'm a bear on Instagram because that's what everyone send, tells me and sends me pics. But it's okay. I don't want that. I mean, if there I was don't need a, to eat everything. If there was a green penis, that means there's probably you need to get that checked. <laughs> So I've had, I know what a pickle tastes like because like I like White Castle and sometimes I like eat them quick and then like oh there's a pickle in it 
Oh, what happened? So you have had it. So you've had pickles. By accident. Well, I know what they taste like, like, but I've never been like, been like, oh, but, uh, so I don't think disgusting. people do So we need to have a bet. We need to do something. I will never eat a pickle. Listen, I will die pickleless. <laughs> I don't need a pickle. Like, I, I, I never had an olive. Oh, I never had an olive either. Like that looks disgusting. You've to never me. had an olive. I've, oh, I've, people put them on their fingers and like be like, Ew. "Ooh, look at my fingers!" And you know, like my daughter loves olives and my wife loves olives, and I've I've never had nah, an olive. You know what? Green. I, the, no, what, it was a pimento olive. Ugh, I I've never eaten up. an olive. I've never eaten. You know, I've never eaten. My it drives my wife crazy because it's oh big really? With the, it's what? Big have with you the never pulp. eaten that? <laughs> drives your wife crazy. Let me t- I've eaten tons of that, baby. Shabbatty. Woo! I mean all that. La, 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 la. <laughs> if you smell well. All oh, right. I've definitely eaten that. I have never eaten beets. I haven't had a beet either. <laughs> a radish. This is great. You've never had a radish? This is fantastic. A radish I'll give you a pass on. Have you on. eaten any food? A radish. Like, it just sounds like you just eat flesh. <laughs> <laughs> a radish I'll give you a pass on because it doesn't really taste like anything. You're not missing anything there. It tastes it's bland. Well, and beets, I hear. What about that furry fruit? Oh, I've never even touched that. You said that. Kiwi. Kiwi. Well, that's the furry one? Yeah, yeah. I like avocados. Okay. Okay, thank so you've you. Had that. Thank you for telling us about that. We're talking about I've food. eaten grapes. I like grapes. Okay, good. Do you like grapes? Oranges. Okay. What else do you like? I like salad. What? This this segment is called Foods That Tommy Likes. Oh, Tommy so likes. So yeah, there's a lot of I things like, I don't Tommy eat. Tommy I like a, some I like some oranges. I like a some... I love peanut butter. I'm a weird person. I just why do... And you know, I, I was talking I think, about this I with my daughter. My daughters have never had fish. Uh, they weirdly think they're like allergic to it now because they never had it. Um, did you tell? Did you tell them they're allergic to it? I don't know what Beulah tells people. We don't talk anymore. Um, so no, <laughs> I don't know. So what I propose is that we continue to compile this list of things that Tommy has never eaten, and then every Wednesday we do a segment where Tommy on the air tries one of these foods. Would you be had. willing to do that, Tommy? No, okay, I just let's... said that. I'm right, not how about, doing that. But why? Can, can I have a reason? I'll wait till I'm fifty. How about that? Because then it's I'll eat a new thing when I'm fifty. When are you fifty? In like. Two years. Well, I'll be fifty in, in uh, two years. We can do this bit. Yeah, I'll be on the show forever. Can I? You can I? No lo- you have no clue the length of my most expensive contract ever signed in serious history. Can I throw this out there? What? That you and I have like a contest, maybe like a trivia contest or that music contest, which is great. Like we play different entrance themes. We have to guess the wrestler, and then the loser has to eat a food that they've never eaten before. Like I maybe like I'll do the beats. I ate the Undertaker's tobacco. Bet you no one else here has eaten tobacco. I was actually just going to say that because a listener tweeted and said, "Let me get this straight: Tommy Dreamer has never had a banana or an apple, but he did drink the Undertaker's chewing tobacco." Well, by that time, I had had an apple. Oh, but okay. At the time, I did that one. No, I never had a banana before that. <laughs> Good. What, and and Sammy Callahan has spit like a loogie in your mouth. So you've tasted oh, yeah, Sammy Callahan's inner fluids, but you won't eat, I don't know, a pear. Yeah, it's gross. Or a Whopper. I would think you would love Whoppers. No, I'm not a big fan of Burger King. I like McDonald's. I've eaten $35 worth of McDonald's, but none of that ever included a Big Mac. Interesting. Big Macs are pretty tasty. I am an actually. enigma of fatness. What about so you know. what about the Impossible Whopper? You know the the meatless patty. Nope. You no not desire. interested. No really? Desire. Okay. My I, Dunkin' Donuts app told me to try that uh, ve- vegan burger. Yeah, thing. the Beyond Meat. But they're uh, not available anywhere up. They're right down the block. I went and had one. It was good. It gave me gas. I farted all day. <laughs> 
I was just going to say they had to press my cough button a bunch of times on this thing, but no one was selling my gas here in the studio. Maybe that's why you got the blood clot, and then you just gave me one. I think you got the blood clot, and I'm sitting down. What am I doing? I was standing up so I don't get the blood clot. <laughs> You're supposed clot to have clot. your leg elevated. You're supposed to be wearing socks. Here, wear my socks. I'm not going to wear your socks because you freaking eat tobacco and flesh, but don't have an apricot. I was you more, have your standards. I have more drank blood than- uh, Listener uh, Tate tweets in. He wants to know if you've ever had Popeye's chicken. Yes, I have had Popeye's chicken. And I love their biscuits. A lot of people are, want to buy you Big Macs, but that's not I don't the want part. Them. It's not that he can't Save afford them. It's a, it's <laughs> not that he can't afford it. He just doesn't want to eat them. Yeah, why? Well, I'm got. I've lived my life. I'm great. the one that suffers from lack of funds. Buy me some freaking whoppers. I ate live sushi <laughs> when I went to Japan. They made me eat live sea urchin. It was moving. It was salty, and it literally did taste like someone spit in my mouth. But like I had to because Steve, Doctor Death Williams was there. Uh, Bobby Fulton was there, and they they're like, you know, it was getting ribbed. I'm the young kid, so I ate like a live fish. Yeah, see, if Steve Dr. Death Williams told me, and he can't, obviously, because he's no longer with us, but he said, eat a beet. I, I would eat a beet. It's just that I- Is a beet a radish? It's a veg. Yeah, it comes yeah, from the ground. But like, yeah, but every time, you know how I've people- i never had descri- one of those either. It's not a radish, but it's a veg- It's something that comes it's out of the ground. It's from the ground. Oh, uh, yeah. the cucumber? I've never had one of those. You've never had a cucumber? No. I take them out of salads and I chuck them against the wall. Cucumbers are so good, though. Like, I didn't, I've never had a beet because whenever I ask somebody what does a beet taste like, they say like dirt. So I'm not going to eat a beet because people say it tastes like dirt. It doesn't really taste like dirt. I like carrots. What does it taste like? Uh, it's hard to explain. It also depends on if you have it pickled or not. So it just depends. And the olives, it just looks, olives look disgusting. They taste have. great. Olives? You don't like a martini with a little olive in it? I never had that weird meat. And I used to work at a deli a long time ago. What, like bologna? That, that was No, I had that. That was clear. Wait. Uh, meat that's meat clear? That's yeah, clear. there's like a meat. Um, it's like a clear meat in a deli, like pimento meat or something like that. It was, there's no such thing as pimento meat. Right. Olive loaf. <laughs> yeah, you're not talking about the loaf with olives in it, are you? Like a gel thing. I also never had that Christmas food that people, nut cake, what is it people give you? Oh, fruit cake. Fruit yeah, cake. I never, yeah, 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 you can, never yeah, put you that in my mouth. You don't have to worry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat that. All right, so you see, I'm not a spam. Are you talking a, about spam? I'm, no, but I've never had that either. Spam's good. Well, there you go. So what did, like- It's amazing I've achieved this great body without <laughs> eating all these things. So really quick, just and then we can move on. So like a day in the life of Tommy Dreamer, like what does your diet consist of usually? Uh, well, I'm trying to lose weight, so recently I'm just uh, been just trying to drink shakes mm-hmm. and with a lot of coffee, mm-hmm. and then I uh, have a fat attack around midnight, like I did last night, and I had uh, about midnight-ish when I got home. I had a slice of pizza, Chinese food that was just left. I didn't know what it was. Um, a cookie, chocolate Lucky Charms, uh, one other thing. There was something in a bag. I forgot. Oh, it was like a half-eaten burger. I ate that. <laughs> See, that's then, the uh, thing that's shocking. Like, you'll eat somebody else's half-eaten burger, but like well, a cucumber. Apparently, freaks it was you somebody out. in my house, so it wasn't like yeah, this it's strange. Family, thing. It's a family. Man. I have also eaten uh, food. Like, we were traveling a lot. I get hungry. Like when people like leave their uh, hotel food. Oh no! Oh, no, I'll pick don't. that up a lot of times. Oh, yeah. the stuff they leave outside the door. Yeah, it's free. Why not? Have you ever eaten? It something comes with off the of, service. Have you ever eaten something off a sidewalk or the ground? Yes. That's I uh, I ate a smushed hot dog out of the uh, Bruce Brothers' feet once, and I made Sabu throw up in the back of ECW. 
But it worked because it made Sabu throw up. All right, we got it. We got it. We got to find this out. We got to. We got to figure out how we can get. Tommy. We need to convince him. Tommy, to do will, this. Tommy will drink blood, eat human flesh, and eat things off the ground. But he won't eat a whopper. I will never it's eat a, throw up or poop. But besides that, I'm good. Or like a pear, <laughs> or an apricot. <laughs> Have you ever drank urine? Mm, yes, my own. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.